0: Well, hello, how are you? It is Tuesday, February 27th, 2024, Tuesday, February 27th, 2024, Slava, Ukraine, Heroium Slava, wow, wow, Uh, remember, it's a short month, well, it's a long month for February, it's uh, 29 days this month, but uh, two days until the end of the month, it's coming quick, ain't it? PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you, in case I haven't told you that before. Uh, If you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow, Uh, and you can tweet to me or X to me. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, on formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Here we go. Let's start with uh, the war in Ukraine. Yeah, I told you there would be Kremlin pushback on that stupid suggestion yesterday that EU and NATO uh, were planning to send in ground troops. But then France said they haven't ruled it out, which is a bit, you know, cray-cray. France's suggestion that Ukraine allies could potentially send ground troops into Ukraine has caused indignation and outrage in Russia, with officials warning that it could provoke a direct conflict between Russia and NATO member states, which technically it couldn't if they brought it in. Anyway, uh, I'll get to that at the end. Uh, Bring it on little bitch boy Putin. How's that for you? Uh, Macron said in a press conference last night, there is no consensus today to officially openly and with endorsement send troops on the ground. But in terms of dynamics, nothing should be ruled out. Uh, we will do everything necessary to ensure that Russia cannot win this war. Moscow was quick to seize on the comments with the Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky-Peskov telling reporters today that if European NATO members sent troops to fight in Ukraine, it would make a conflict between Russia and NATO inevitable. Pesky-Peskov said, In this case, we need to talk about probability, but about inevitability, and that's how we evaluate it. Peskov added that NATO countries must also evaluate the consequences of such actions and ask the question whether this corresponds to their interests, and most importantly, to the interests of the citizens of their countries. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lapdog-Lavrov also weighed in, advising any countries, considering sending troops to Ukraine to use their heads. It seems to me that those who not only express such thoughts but even admit them in their heads should still use that head for more rational thoughts, safer for Europe. Uh, European allies have been quick to play down the comments, Germ- uh, with Germany issuing a hasty denial today that it had any plans to put German troops on Ukrainian soil. The UK and Spain also publicly uh, Um, also publicly rejected the idea, which would uh, see troops from NATO member states in direct conflict with longtime nemesis and nuclear power Russia. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz insisted once again in a very good debate, it was discussed that what was agreed from from the outset among ourselves and with each other also applies to the future namely that there will be no ground troops no soldiers on Ukrainian soil sent there by European countries or NATO states today NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg told the Associated Press news agency that NATO has no plans to send combat troops into Ukraine. Stoltenberg said NATO allies are providing unprecedented support to Ukraine. We have done that since 2014 and stepped up after the full-scale invasion. But there are no plans for NATO combat troops on the grounds in Ukraine. Uh, So, uh, basically, Article 5, you know, the one-for-all part of of the, uh, the NATO thing. Article 5 says a NATO member... Uh, uh, will be protected by other NATO members if there is an attack against them, right? So if they attack someone, NATO does not have the uh, uh, does not have the requirement to protect them if they attack. So if if France sent people to Ukraine uh, at, to fight Russian soldiers, and then Russia started uh, attacking France. That would be iffy. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I believe I've said this a couple of times. A top, uh, and, and you know, a lot of people agree with me. I'm not going to claim that I made this up, but uh, you know, uh, a top Polish governor official has called on US House Speaker Mike Johnson by name to allow a vote on the stalled $60 billion Ukraine uh, Ukrainian military aid package or face international blame for Russia securing new territorial gains over its neighbor yes i've said it it will be your fault mike johnson uh, in comments made yesterday at the atlantic council think tank in washington polish foreign affairs minister radoslaw sikorsky told the uh took the unusual step for a diplomat in singling out an american lawmaker saying if the supplemental were not to pass and ukraine were to suffer reversals on the battlefield, which it already has, it will be Johnson's responsibility. It's already Johnson's responsibility. Sikorsky urged the Republican lawmaker to let democracy take its course. He said, I again appeal personally to Speaker Mike Johnson. Please let's pass this to a vote. Yeah, let democracy happen, will you? Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky today met with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, the war criminal, well, the, the, oh, he's just a plain criminal. Oh, he's really bad. Uh, Zelensky said that uh, they discussed the so-called peace formula, a 10-point plan set out by Ukraine to end the war with Russia and Saudi Arabia's support in this. He said, last year in Jeddah, we held an effective advisor's meeting to discuss its implementation. We are now nearing the first peace summit and rely on Saudi Saudi Arabia's ongoing active support. Prisoners of war were also discussed, Uh, Zelensky said, pointing to Saudi Arabia's previous involvement in prisoner exchanges. Uh, They have apparently been helpful in that. Citing the defense minister, South Korea Media reported today North Korea has shipped about 6,700 containers carrying millions of munitions to Russia since July to support its war against Ukraine in a sign of ongoing arms transfers. At a briefing yesterday for local media, Minister Shin Won-sik said the containers might carry more than 3152 152-millimeter artillery shells or 500122 millimeter rounds. The U.S. State Department, in fact, uh, in a fact sheet released on Friday, said that North Korea has delivered more than 10,000 containers of munitions or related materials to Russia since September. In exchange, North Korea has received some 9,000 containers, mostly containing food supplies, which Shin said has helped stabilize prices in North Korea. Uh, Posting on Telegram, Russia's defense ministry said troops within Its central units had liberated the village of uh, Severnoye, occupied more advantageous lines and positions, and also defeated the concentrations of manpower and equipment of several Ukrainian brigades in Donetsk. The latest capture, which has not been confirmed by Ukraine, comes after Ukraine forces withdrew from the Donetsk industrial city of Avdivka in mid-February, saying they had done so in order to prevent them from being surrounded. Uh, like remember what that that's what happened in Mariupol. Uh, Russia's Defense Ministry. Hold on just a second. Let me just clean my coffee off this paper before you know, there we go. Not paper, but you know. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Russian Defense Ministry reportedly said that its forces were preventing Ukrainian forces from crossing the Dnipro River. To reach Russian-occupied left bank, the what I would call the southern bank, since since the river goes from the east to the west, uh, right along the cent- in, in central Ukraine there. Um, Russia state news agency TASS reported, the uh, ministry has said it had destroyed Ukrainian forces' armored vehicles, observation posts, and positions on the right bank, or, or the north bank of the Dnieper. Uh, for which Ukrainian forces were launching attempts to cross the river over to the Russian-occupied bank and the village of Krynki, which Russia claims to have recaptured from Ukraine last week. One of Russia's longest-serving and most respected human rights campaigners, Ole Orlov, has been sentenced to two and a half years in jail for denouncing the war in Ukraine. Uh, And you don't want to do that in Russia, just to let you know. Ukraine has withdrawn from the villages of Saverna and Stepove, near the eastern town of Avdivka, recently captured by Russian forces. Uh, The regional governor said in Russia, a Ukrainian attack killed at least three people and wounded three others after a drone strike hit a car with civilians in a village in the Belgorod region. Ukraine Interior Minister Ihor Klimenko said two police officers were killed and four were injured by Russian shelling in the northern Ukrainian region of Sumy. Klimenko wrote on Telegram that an investi- investigative team was deliberately fired upon while documenting damage caused by an earlier Russian strike. Uh, not a lot of strikes in the last couple of days and that, that, that would Tell, I mean not as many as A, few, a couple weeks ago And that would tell me that Russia is getting ready to do Major strikes over the weekend This coming weekend probably uh, Now that I have your attention Let's move on, let's try and fix the rest of the world uh, members of the group Jewish Voice for Peace were arrested for occupying NBC headquarters in New York City in a bid to disrupt the taping of President Joe Biden's appearance on the late-night show with Seth Meyers. JVP activists wearing shirts, reading Not In Our Name, unfurled banners, and chanted slogans inside 30 Rockefeller Center in, the, in Midtown Manhattan, where Biden was taping an interview with Meyers. The, protest, uh, the protesters chanted, Biden, Biden, you can't hide, you are funding genocide. Uh, Banners implored the president to stop arming genocide and push for a lasting ceasefire in Gaza. But as usual, instead of talking to people with differing views, Biden ignored them. I'm sure he was there to record something nice for his campaign, but because... refuses to listen to the people. This will dominate the air instead. Uh, In addition to taping tonight's late night episode, Biden and Myers visited the on-site Van Leeuwen ice cream parlor where the president ordered mint chip in a sugar cone. Uh, While there, a reporter asked when there would be a ceasefire in Gaza. Biden replied, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. My hope is next Monday we'll have a ceasefire. But Biden is just being a stooge. Netanyahu will find a way to torpedo the deal. It's not going to happen. Netanyahu doesn't want it. As I said yesterday, famine has begun in Israel. Yesterday, the day before, and last week, I think, Uh, and that's been Netanyahu's plan for genocide from the beginning, probably. Uh, I'm sure it's an evolving plan of how he can commit genocide. Uh, It's unfortunate there is no death penalty at the Hague, so far as I know. Across the decimated Gaza Strip, starvation has become so acute that the Jordanian military has taken to air dropping rations. Videos posted online today showed hundreds of desperate Palestinians crowding a beach as packages fell into the water not far from shore. According to the United Nations, the amount of aid reaching the Palestinian territory dropped by 50% in February compared to the previous month. The dire circumstances have led the UN Special rapp- rapporteur, rapporteur on the f- right to food, Michael Fakhry, Fock- to condemn Israel for what he said was an in- Intentional an illegal bid to starve Palestinian civilians in retaliation for the Hamas attack. Fakhry said, There is no reason to intentionally block the passage of humanitarian aid or intentionally obliterate small-scale fishing vessels, greenhouses, and orchards in Gaza other than to deny people access to food. Intentionally depriving people of food is clearly a war crime. He said, In my view... As a UN human rights expert, this is now a situation of genocide. This means the state of Israel in its entirety is culpable and should be held accountable, not just individuals or this government, Uh, uh, which means the ICC and the ICJ would be involved. And uh, if this continues uh, to go to the ICJ, uh, if that continues, then the U.S could be complicit. The house is still on vacation today. Yes, I'm not kidding. Uh, uh uh Ukraine aid, Israel aid, uh uh government shutdown, two government shutdowns are looming. And the house is on vacation today. It comes back tomorrow 2 days before the first part of the government shutdown on Friday which gives zero time to pass anything. On top of all that, the foreign aid supplemental in Ukraine needs aid desperately. The House Freedom Caucus will block everything, except for maybe a continuing resolution. A CR would allow funding again to continue for maybe, yeah I don't know, they'll do it for 30 days. If Is anyone else sick of this do-nothing Republican House? Anyone else, as sick as I am, of... Of hearing them do absolutely nothing. (sighs) Donald Trump Jr. received a letter containing a white powdery substance at his Florida home yesterday afternoon. He received the letter at his home in Jupiter, Florida and he personally opened it. I'm sad to report that early results indicated that the substance was not deadly. Uh, Trump Jr. saw the white powdery substance, put the letter down, and called 911. Police, fire, and hazmat units immediately responded to the residents in Jupiter's Admiral Cove neighborhood. Some responders arrived wearing protective suits, boots, hoods, and gloves to investigate. Uh, The substance was removed by investigators and sent for laboratory testing, but early results were inconclusive as to what the actual substance was. Further testing is being done. U.S. Postal uh, officials are assisting in the investigation. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office said it was also assisting federal law enforcement with the investigation. The FBI Miami field office said in a statement the FBI, along with our local law enforcement partners, responded to an incident involving a suspicious letter sent to an address in Jupiter, Florida. We encourage the public to remain vigilant and report any suspicious activity to law enforcement. Uh, We don't know yet why, but the timing is very telling. In Alabama... Of course, we had that IVF ruling that everyone is screaming about. An investigation is underway after an explosive device was detonated. Outside the office of the Alabama Attorney General this weekend, Alabama, uh, it didn't detonate, it was detonated. There's a difference. Uh, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall said... Um, in a statement yesterday that no one was hurt in the Saturday morning incident in Montgomery, Marshall said the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency will be leading the investigation and we are urging anyone with information to contact them immediately. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency State Bureau of Investigation was notified of a suspicious package at 8.19 a.m. local time yesterday. It was determined that the su- suspicious package was an explosive device that was detonated in the early morning hours on Saturday. No motive yet, but you have to recognize the IVF of ruling as to a good reason. Um, yeah, difference between detonating and being detonated. In other words, this was controlled. Thursday, Biden will make a visit to the U.S.-Mexico border the same day Trump is also expected to visit the southern border. Biden has visited the border in January Uh, uh, visited the border in january 2023 which was his first trip there as president the white house said in a statement biden will travel to brownsville texas to meet with u.s border patrol agents law enforcement officials and local leaders he will discuss the urgent need to excuse me our urgent need to pass the Senate bipartisan border security agreement, uh, the toughest and the fairest set of reforms to secure the border in decades. He will reiterate his calls for the congressional Republicans to stop playing politics and to provide the funding needed for additional U.S. border patrol agents, more asylum also officers, fentanyl detection technology, and more. Trump will deliver remarks at Eagle Pass, Texas. You know. That's where uh, the Texas governor has seized federal land and is not letting federal officers in, uh, it, which is going to be about 330 miles from Biden's stop. Uh, Trump campaign press secretary Carolina Levin said in a statement that the White House is sending Biden to the border because she claimed he's losing terribly in the 2024 race. Uh, uh, Biden's last-minute insincere attempt... Uh, this is this is her saying Biden's last minute insincere attempt to chase President Trump to the border won't cut it. Uh, just a reminder for you. Biden has been trying to pass comprehensive immigration reform since day one, and Trump told Republican lawmakers in Congress not to pass the bipartisan immigration reform. Uh, Bill, because he needed to run on border policies in his campaign. He told him, do not pass it. That's where the truth lies. Uh, it's election day in Michigan. We may expect some uncommitted votes in Michigan, which will tell Biden he had better play ball and spank Netanyahu. Netanyahu is a piece of crap, and he needs to be dealt with. He really does. Uh, This is the last election until Super Tuesday, when 16 states, including California, jump into the fray. Uh, For the GOP, 874 delegates delegates are up for grabs, and Nikki Haley will have to grab a significant portion to stay in the race. Uh, Really, it's 15 states, but American Samoa gets an honorable mention to make it 16. It's Alabama, Maine, Alaska... Arkansas, California, Colorado, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Tennessee, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, and American Samoa. Uh, remember the, the those two uh, Tennessee lawmakers who were removed by Republicans in the state house and then reappointed to them by their uh, local governments, and then had to have a special election for which each were then re in massive landslides. We're talking 90% of the vote. Republicans don't like it when the people tell them they want certain people to remain in power. Republicans don't like it when the people vote against them. In an obviously unconstitutional power grab, Republicans in the Tennessee House voted yesterday to advance a bill that would prevent local governments from reappointing state lawmakers who were expelled due to behavior. The proposal is one of several restrictions being considered after the GOP's um, high-profile expulsion proceedings last April against Democratic uh, state Representative Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. Remember the two Justins? It would bar them from getting reappointed, uh, violating the rights of the people to have their representatives even they know it's, unco- it's, it's an unconstitutional power grab. Power grab. One of the legislature's staff attorneys expressed concerns about the bill last week, telling House lawmakers during a committee hearing that it raises constitutional questions and suggesting proposing the change to voters in a constitutional amendment instead. Wow. Republicans, such... Instead of doing the people's work... They're doing political crap to try and stop Democrats from being in the House. They already have complete power in both houses in the state. What are they worried about? Uh, So when I told you the total amount for Trump in New York, including interest, was $474 million, I didn't know if my math was right. I included everything, not just the primary decision. So from what I understand, it's $454 million. Uh, total on that uh, 355 million judgment, which is 99 million in interest. But wait for it! In nine days, that number will be 100 million in interest because daily interest is 112 thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, all I want is to make money on that 9% interest just for one day. I'd be happy with that, uh, Donald Trump is appealing against a New York uh, judge's ruling in, a, uh, in the civil fraud case. New York Attorney General Letitia James has said, if Mr. Trump does not pay, she will seek to seize some of his assets. <sighs> Yesterday, uh, uh, yesterday's appeal from Trump means yet another legal case of his will drag further into election season, which is what he wants so he can claim that the the case needs to be stopped because it's during an election season. (laughs) Trump had said all along he planned on appealing against the ruling, calling it a political witch hunt. His lawyer, Alina Habba, said yesterday they hope the appeal court, as she said, will overturn this egregious fine and take the necessary steps to restore the public faith in New York's legal system. In their court filing, the attorneys said they were asking the appellate division to decide whether Judge Angeron's court committed errors of law and or fact and whether it abused its discretion or acted in excess of its jurisdiction. Uh, Wouldn't it be funny if the court found that Angeron was too conservative in his findings and Trump owed more? Wouldn't that be funny? (laughs) <laughs> Trump lawyer, uh, lawyers have ar- also argued that he was wrongly sued under a consumer protection statute typically used to rein in businesses that rip off customers. An appeal could last a year or longer. And in one year, Trump's interest would be $41 million more that he would owe. Adding to the drain on his cash reserves, the ex-president was last month ordered to pay $83 million after losing a defamation case to E. Jean Carroll, who he was found to have sexually abused. on May uh, In May 2023, he lost a lawsuit against the New York Times and was ordered to pay for legal expenses of the reporters he had sued... Uh, Yesterday, one of the reporters involved in the case, Susan Craig, uh, she tweeted that Mr. Trump had completed his uh, mandated $392,600 payment. And on that uh, E. Jean Carroll case, in court filings on uh, Friday, the former president's legal team requested that Judge Lewis Kaplan delay the end of the 30-day timetable in which Trump must pay $83 million, which a jury ordered him to pay Carroll in January. In New York, a person must pay a, ca- a, court, a court cash bond that amounts to 110% of the judgment to appeal the ruling of the civil case, meaning the former president would have to pay more than $91 million to challenge the defamation penalty. The court entered its final judgment on February 8th, so Trump has until March 9th to pay E. Jean Carroll or post the cash bond. The motion states... Listen carefully. Having argued to the jury that President Trump has great financial resources, plaintiff is in no position to contradict herself now and contend that she requires the protection of a bond during the brief period while post-trial motions are pending. Can I unravel that for you? They're stating that uh, E. Jean Carroll uh, said that Trump has plenty of money and then argues that he should post a bond to make sure she gets the money and then they're then they're saying <laughs> oh jeez oh trump is saying he is so rich that he shouldn't have to pay while he appeals because it's not like he doesn't have the money yes that's right trump just said he's rich so he shouldn't have to pay yet <laughs> the judge set a February 29th deadline for Carroll's response and a March 2nd deadline for Trump to reply. He also noted that Trump's team waited until day 25 of the 30-day time limit before requesting a stay of en- enforcement of the defamation judgment. Trump attorneys are also asking that the judge reduce the current judgment to $22 million that Trump would need to pay right up front Twenty-two and a quarter million, something like that, Uh, because they claim that the outcome of the appeal would be closer to that, so they should only be responsible to pay for that amount. This is crazy. He's got the money. He just got. He just has to get rid of some buildings. Um, In the hush money case which is actually a criminal case that could land Trump in jail, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has asked a judge to impose a gag order on former President Trump, according to court documents. Uh, Bragg is seeking to head off of potential attacks by the former president, targeting jurors and others involved with the case that's scheduled to go on trial on March 25th. Because that's what mob bosses do. Right, mobsters? Uh, the case is the first of Trump's four criminal cases scheduled to go to the trial. The case centers on the two, 2016 hush money payment Trump made to adult film actress Stormy Daniels, also one uh, to Playboy uh, model Karen McDougal, to conceal an alleged affair. He pleaded not guilty to the charges last year. If you remember, he paid it out as an as attorney fees to fixer Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, was arrested in 2018 and spent three years on home confinement for campaign finance charges and lying to Congress, among other crimes, uh, and that was among other crimes, while he continued to cooperate with investigators. Uh, As far as the gag order for Trump, the filing stated that Trump has a long history of making public and inflammatory remarks about the participants in various judicial proceedings against him, including jurors, witnesses, lawyers and court staff. The request cited Trump's rhetoric on social media and during speeches, rallies and other public statements about individuals that he considers to be adversaries. In cases across jurisdictions, uh, 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 the filing also uh, uh, said Trump's extrajudicial statements could intimidate witnesses, interfere with the judge's impartiality, and lead to a harassment from his followers. Targeting court staff and personnel could also create an imminent threat by distracting personnel, diverting government resources, and delaying the administration of justice. Justice Juan Merchant previously issued a protective order limiting the evidence that Trump could share publicly in the Hush Money case. He is also barred from posting on social media about the case without the court's approval. Trump has also been placed under gag orders in his New York civil fraud trial and the federal 2020 election subversion case because he's a fucking thug. That's why. So it looks like Smirnoff isn't going anywhere right away. A federal judge ruled yesterday that former FBI informant charged with falsely telling the his handler that the Bidens accepted uh, $5 million bribes each will remain in jail while he awaits trial. U.S. District Judge Otis Wright said that there is nothing garden variety about the criminal case involving former informant Alexander Smirnoff, whom Wright said has a habit of ...or practice of making false statements. Wright said, I have not changed my mind. The defendant will be remanded pending trial. Smirnoff has pleaded not guilty to the two charges he faces for allegedly lying to his handler and falsifying records. Wright wrote in a court order unsealed Friday that he had authorized Smirnoff's second arrest because he had learned that Smirnoff attorneys may be trying to facilitate his absconding from the United States. Uh, In his order, Wright did not provide evidence or explain his thinking and defense attorneys have lambasted the notion in court filings as wrong. The allegation Uh, was not raised at all during the hearing yesterday and Smirnoff's attorney told reporters after the hearing that it was a dead issue. At the hearing yesterday, prosecutors Leo Wise revealed that Smirnoff was arrested at his lawyer's office because he uh, he has nine firearms in his house, including an assault weapon, and that law enforcement believed it would be safer to execute the arrest while he was not home. Yeah, probably a good idea. Smirnoff's attorneys have also appealed his current detention to a higher court, saying that Wright overstepped his authority by signing a new arrest warrant and ordering Smirnoff uh, be brought to Los Angeles without a hearing. And I do believe I said this was coming, but if you listen to me a lot, you know me and you know how I think. Uh, Yesterday, the Federal Trade Commission and bipartisan group of states' attorneys general uh, joined forces on a lawsuit aimed at blocking the supermarket giant Kroger from buying up the Albertson grocery chain. Warning. The merger would hamper competition, further drive up food prices, and harm workers. If completed, the $24.6 billion deal would mark the largest supermarket merger in U.S. history at a time when grocery chains are facing growing scrutiny for driving up prices to pad their bottom lines. And you've seen the news over the last couple of years. All those food companies have been colluding for massive profit-taking and stock buybacks to drive up stock value. All this at the expense of people driving a wedge deeper between the rich and the poor. According to the FTC, a uh, Kroger Albertson grocery behemoth would control more than 5,000 stores and 4,000 retail pharmacies across the country. Henry Liu, Director of the FTC's Bureau, Bureau of Competition said, this supermarket mega-merger comes as American consumers have seen the cost of groceries rise stead- steadily over the past few years. Kroger's acquisition of Albertsons, Albertsons would lead to additionally, additional grocery price hikes for everyday goods, further exacerbating the financial strain consumers across the country face today. Uh, Essential grocery store workers would also suffer under this deal, facing the threat of their wages dwindling, benefits diminishing, and their working conditions, conditions deteriorating. Grocery prices have outpaced overall inflation in the U.S. over the past four years, surging by roughly 25%, and they remain stubbornly high, even as inflation has fallen substantially from its peak of 9.1% in the summer of 2022. The FTC, which has been assessing the proposed merger for more than a year, said yesterday that because Kroger and Albertson are direct competitors, a merger of the two would eliminate head-to-head price and quality competition, which have driven both supermarkets to lower, lower their prices and improve their product and service offerings. If the merger takes place, grocery prices will increase, and Kroger and Albertson's incentive to improve product quality and customer service will decrease, further harming customers. The Economic Policy Institute has estimated that if the acquisition is completed, roughly 746,000 grocery store workers in over 50 metropolitan areas of the U.S. would see their annual earnings fall by a combined $334 million. If you work for Grocer A and tell them that you need a raise or you'll go work for Grocer B, how would that be able to work if Grocer A owns Grocer B, right? You couldn't do it. That's what they're saying. Uh, the attorneys general of Arizona, California, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Maryland, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon, and Wyoming are joining the FTC suit, which was filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of Oregon. All right, it's going to be hot today. It was hot yesterday. Remember, it's still February. This is winter. Extreme temperatures, severe thunderstorms and widespread uh, fire weather risks are all set to affect millions from coast to coast. With more than 100 record highs likely set yesterday uh, to kick off the week, highs as much as 30 to 45 degrees above average led to nearly 70 record highs yesterday and close to 50 record highs will happen today. The high temperatures will be more typical of summer, with high temperatures forecast to soar into the low 80s to as hot as the mid-90s for parts of Texas. Imagine the 120s. It will be in late summer. But with global warming extremes, this will be followed by an extreme swing to the cold with 40-plus 40 40 degree swings and temperatures in the next couple of days. Like Chicago! With summer 70s today, it's going to be in the 70s today. And single digits, temperatures tomorrow morning. But don't worry. Republicans keep telling me that global warming doesn't exist. Have they been telling you that a lot lately, that global warming doesn't exist? Can you believe them? Are you going to believe them? Uh, so remember, Michigan today... Uh, Biden needs to pay attention because nobody wants to elect him if he's going to be a stooge for Netanyahu. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. I really appreciate you so much. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today and tomorrow. That would be awesome. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Or you can say, hey, Google. Hey, uh, Alexa, play Political Views TV podcast, and they'll play it for you. Uh, Anyway, if you Google those four words, I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me, questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, on formerly known as Twitter. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.